It's Thursday and time for the Lisa Lewis Show. Imagine that you're at a seminar or conference and you find out the person sitting next to you is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. What questions do you want to ask? What key strategies are you looking for in order to take your business or career to the next level? That's what you'll discover on today's Lisa Lewis Show. Heard every Thursday at the same time on the TogiNet Radio Network. Now with today's show, here is your host, Lisa Lewis. Rise and shine, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis. We are so thankful to have you join us each and every Thursday right here on TogiNet Radio. Well, we have another good one for you today. The topic of this downloadable Apple podcast is titled Selling Your Home. And this is, uh, I'm so excited about this podcast today because if you've been listening, you know, and if this is your first time, you'll know now. Uh, I am going to school to become a a professional real estate agent, and I'm super excited. It's just one of those things that, um, another one of those opportunities that have just come along. And I said, you know, why not? You know, you only... You know, we only have this one life, like they say you only, well, they say you only live once, but you live every day, right? So hopefully you're living it well, exceptionally well, and I just love everything real estate ever since I was 16. And so now it's just like full circle for me that I am finally taking the opportunity to go and get educated and, um, filled with all things real estate, and I look forward to serving um, the community, some of you out there who are listening. If you are, you know, I don't have my license yet, but they're soon coming. Uh, This week, I went and took a a (laughs) pre-exam course for two days, Monday and Tuesday, as a matter of fact, and it's 10-hour days, okay? And so I scored pretty well. Uh, There's a state and then there's a national test that you have to take. It was a hundred questions, guys. And, you know, it could be tricky because, you know, if you just leave one or two words out of a sentence or a question, it could mean something totally different, right? Or the way you position it. That's what I love about writing books as well, because, you know, words can be, you know, they can be um, just like playing chess. So it, you know, you have to read the questions more than once, at least twice, and then you have to do multiple choice. And then it's two in there, like say they have four multiple choice answers, right? There's two in there that you can eliminate just by process of elimination because they absolutely have nothing to do (laughs) with the question being asked. And then, so now you have these other two. Now, one is good, right, but one is 100% right all of the time. So you have to figure out which one that is. And so, you know, I kind of clam up when I take tests. Uh, I've been, you know, I've been out of school for, for a bit. And so... I am just like, oh, Lord, you know, like, help me with this test. I'm praying 
every so often, you know, probably every eight to 10 questions. I'm like, just bring clarity. You say you'll help me remember all things. Help me remember. (laughs) So anyway, um, so next month, I'm going to go again just to make sure that I am, um, you know, that I have the knowledge that it takes in order for me to go and take the actual national and state exam. So be praying for me um, as I am on this journey of, you know, becoming a professional realtor. And uh, obviously before the year is over is what my goal is. And so that I can be helping you sell and or buy your next property. So I thought today would be a great introduction to um, getting into more things about real estate on the show. And so therefore, that's why we're going to talk about, you know, all things that have to do with getting your home ready, selling your home. And then perhaps next Well, next week, we're going to have Mr. Billy Alt uh, on, who is the CEO and founder over at 700creditrepair.com. So he comes on the show every third Thursday to talk about all things that have to do with credit and building a, a beautiful credit portfolio so that way you can invest in things like real estate, right? Um, if you want to buy a car or, you know, um, you know, other things in life that require having a exceptional credit score. So stay tuned next week. We will have him on the show. And then the following week, we might get into, um, you know, since we're talking today about selling a home, then we might get into, okay, what is, what all does it take in order to set yourself up to purchase a property? Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. So stay tuned. Uh, to see, you know, what we're going to do next. So let's go ahead and talk about, you know, I have a, a, a few platinum nuggets, as I like to call them, of things to do when you're planning to sell your home. Uh, sometimes people just, you know, you wake up and say, okay, I'm going to sell my home. And you think, okay, since I came up with this idea last night, let's put it on the market tomorrow. Not so fast. <laughs> Not so fast. Um, And that is because usually we are living in our spaces, right? And so the way we live isn't necessarily the way we should position our properties, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, maybe we want to live with all of our, you know, um, I wouldn't call it. Well, yes, I will call it that. A lot of times we all have clutter. I know I've had to declutter uh, my home and I, I started um, last month, as a matter of fact, just getting rid of stuff that no longer serves me uh, that maybe might be a blessing if it's in you know splendid order, that it might be a blessing to someone else. But something that I haven't used, touched or wore for over six months or more, it's probably time to pass it on, let it go. That way, when you do go out there and and you see something that catches your eye, you actually have room (laughs) to put it. And therefore, you know, um, that's where clutter comes in. So usually we're living with things. We have things that we haven't looked at or seen for years. They're in boxes, if you know what I mean. They're taking up your garage. You can't even park your nice, uh, you know, um, 
truck in the in, in there or SUV or car or motorcycle <laughs> because we have you know stuff that is just consuming our space that you know we just haven't decided to let go. So I say that to say when you're ready to market your home, you want to position it in a way that others who come through this space can see themselves being there. So they're not going to be able to see themselves being there if there's a lot of clutter, if there's smells, if there are animals, if there's hair everywhere, animal hair everywhere, all of these things. And that might be the way you live. So now you see what I mean? The way we live isn't necessarily the way we need to market our home if we want to, um, you know, not have it on the market for long and sell it for the best possible price. So I hope that today before this hour is up, you will find something in the podcast that will bless you in case you are in the market or thinking of selling your space. So Let's get right into this, shall we? So prepare your house and your family by knowing the things to do when you sell or getting ready to sell your home. It'll help your house sell quicker and improve uh, with resale value. First up is make repairs. Now is the time to fix all of those nagging things that you just lived with. Inside the house, look for things like stained ceilings, missing tile, broken windows and doors, heavily scratched floors, and or signs of neglect. Outside, look for broken or missing shingles, patio pavers, and tuck pointing. If you have a deck, check for cracks in floorboards and loose railings. Make a list of everything you see and then decide which things you're going to tackle. A real estate agent can be very helpful in determining what needs to be done and what does not. So, again, those are just a few things that because, you know, if you go out and you see them, you have to look from that from the eyes of, oh, I've been living here and this is my precious home. You have to look, you know, and maybe you want to have a third party come over, maybe a friend who. Uh, doesn't mind giving their opinion, you know, who are outspoken and and maybe point out things, um, that would be a good time to have them come over and give it a fresh pair of eyes. Because, you know, when you're in something, sometimes you have a more cloudy vision than someone who is outside of it looking in, if that makes sense. So, you know, because if someone comes into the property and they see like, as soon as they come in, they see cracks everywhere. They're going to think, oh my goodness, this house is falling apart. (laughs) And of course it's not, but usually we exaggerate, right? So um, you don't want them to see those things. You, you know, you don't want to cover them up, but you want to have those things repaired. And then they won't have to think, oh my goodness, what else is wrong with this place that I don't see? So cracks are usually a good indication that the house is shifted, that there is, you know, maybe the the foundation isn't as sturdy as it it needs to be. So either you'll have a foundation person come out or you'll have a a structural engineer who may out and help you fix that problem. Now, Obviously, I mean, in Texas, our homes are going to shift over time, okay? Even a new home, sometimes you can go into a new home that's under a year old and you'll see 
some fine, you know, hairline cracks. And that's just because it's shifted, you know, it's trying to find its best position. And so, um, you know, don't let those things scare you. But of course, if it was a buyer, a potential buyer, it would scare them. So my point is when you see these types of things, it's an indication that you need to um, repair and have those things fixed so that uh, when, when new eyes come in, they, that won't be the first thing they see because it'll be a turnoff for sure. So on the other side of the break, stay tuned and we will get back with you right here on the Lisa Lewis Show. medical practices that patients tend to lie about their health habits. They lie about how much they smoke, understate how much they drink or eat, and overstate how much they exercise. What's another word for those little white lies we like to tell in the examination room? Teradiddles. Doctors have a rule of thumb. Whatever the patient says they're drinking, smoking, or eating, multiply it by two. But it's hard to come clean about your habits when you know you're in for some jobation from the doctor. That's criticism we don't want to hear. If physicians want us to be honest with them, I suggest they try being a little less judgmental and use a little suaviloquence. That's soothing, encouraging talk. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We are saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday, right here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. We're so thankful to have you join us each and every Thursday, right here on TogiNet Radio. Well, we have another good one for you today. The topic of this downloadable Apple podcast is titled Selling Your Home. And before the break, we were talking, um, well, we haven't gotten far. We were talking about the um, how to make repairs and 
that if you're thinking of selling your home, then hold on a minute. Let's do some repairs. Let's give it a one over um, uh, observation. Uh, maybe have a third party come in, a friend that never minds giving or voicing your opinion that this might be a, a good fit for them to come in and show or point out some things that maybe you don't see because you're busy living in your space and you're not looking at it with a an objective eye, perhaps. And um, I was going over how I started last month in December looking over, um, well, that was January, but last year, let's just say, in December of last year, I was... Um, I had started decluttering my space, things that was no longer serving me that I thought was still in a good enough condition to pass on to someone else, donate it to a good cause or, or entity and, and, or some things that, you know, just really have fallen apart and was only good for the, the wastebasket. Right. Am I right? Or recycle bin or, um, you know, compost, whichever one. And so it's just more freeing and you can breathe better, especially with the allergies that go on in Texas. You know, uh, I feel like now I get, I have allergies year round. And so it, it, it helps once you eliminate clutter that you can breathe better. Um, you're less congested. You can at least, you know, um, I have your rumba, if you will. I have one go through the house and sweep up everything, and then you can give out your swifter and mop, and um, you know, and it's just a cleaner, and you can breathe, and you can walk around, and and then um, try getting some plants that are, you know, because plants help with dust and and help us breathe better, oxygen, and all of those things. So. I'm even thinking about taking a trip this weekend to the nursery, a local nursery uh, that, you know, and looking and talking to them about what would be some good plants that would live year round and take little to no maintenance, you know, something that maybe I don't have to water every day. Maybe I can water it twice a week or, or once a week or, you know, whatever that case, whatever that might entail. I'm thinking of going and axing them that and getting a few live plants and uh, put them in, in, in my space. Um, I've had artificial plants before, but as you know, that, that comes with a lot of maintenance because dust and everything gets on those cobwebs, things like that. You're always having to clean them, right? So um, I think I'm going to see what is how... Uh, some living plants might do in my space. I haven't had any. I, I used to have those all the time, and I just kind of got away from them. And so I'm ready to reincorporate those into my space. So let's get to number two. And these are um, platinum nuggets that I'm dishing out today um, on, on a way that can better help you prepare to sell your home before you just put it on the market because I don't care how beautiful your home is. There's always something that needs to be done. Even if it's just a good, you know, uh, a good, you know, I don't know, mopping or, or the window seals or the baseboards. Maybe you for have not, 
uh, paid attention to those in a bit. It could be something as simple if you is if you have ceiling fans just to make sure those are wiped down and that there's no dust on those. Because if so, then now the person is going to be like, okay, they don't clean often or they quickly cleaned because they knew I was coming, but apparently they, maybe they don't clean regularly because there's dust on the fans and things like that. You know, one's perception can be quite different and exaggerated, as I said before the break. So you want to make sure those things that are up high that maybe we don't think about, like our ceiling fans, uh, like our lighting, lighting fixtures, especially if they can, you know, they can see them, they're in seeing distance, uh, you know, where they can view them, you might want to get a ladder or, you know, safely get a ladder or have someone do that and clean your light fixtures as well as your light bulbs. Of course, the lights shouldn't be on. <laughs> and, um, you know, things like of that nature that we tend to not think about, those would be probably the things that would stick out to a prospective buyer, you know. all It's all of those things that we don't think about. And then when people come in, they point out or they, you know, um, or maybe they don't point them out, but your house considered because it's not as, you know, buyer friendly as it could be. So hopefully today, before you leave here today, you will have um, a plethora of nuggets that you can take and if you're not in the market of selling your home, you can pass on to a family or, or friend or colleague. So next on our list, number two is finish projects. Every homeowner has at least a couple ongoing projects that never seem to get finished. Am I right? Now is the time to finish painting the guest room, install the ceiling fan you bought last summer, and stain that bead board you put up in the pantry. If painting is on your list, then you'll want to go to, uh, you know, one of the, uh, what do I call, I like to call them, not the hardware stores, but you know, like your local, um, low lumber yard stores is, is what they're called. So whichever one you prefer to go to or whichever one is in your area and they have a plethora of, um, you know, painting samples that you could do and then, you know, come home and see what best works for you. I know that Sherwin-Williams has a particular gray. You'll want to Google that. It's a particular gray that's very hot (laughs) for uh, 2021, so you might want to look into that. And, you know, get something that's soothing. Um, My space is a light gray. I just love gray with the white trim and, you know, the baseboards and things like that, the boards. But, you know, whatever color works for you. But we suggest in the um, in the industry that you use a neutral color so that, you know, something, you know, like a gray, a white, a light beige, something that um, the person who is the prospect that's coming into your home, the potential buyer can see themselves either living in or it's not so offensive that they could say, okay, I can change this color you know, or it's, you know, it it would be probably better than if it was a black wall or a red wall, you know, or or an orange wall. Now they're like, oh, that's, now they're thinking of how much paint it's going to take, you know, to go over that because it's such a 
you know, bold color. And, you know, that accent wall, that might be great for us to live with. Um, we want to tone that down so that it's more universal to the, the different, the many people that'll come into your space. Next up is number three, which is create that curved appeal. It's important that your home makes a good first impression. When potential home buyers drive up to your home, you want them to think, wow, I could see myself living here. To make sure buyers want to see the inside of your home, make sure the outside is well kept, tidy and inviting. It's important to touch up or completely repaint trim. Keep the grass cut edge along sidewalks and paths, maintain flowers and shrubs, and keep the yard tidy. You never know when curious buyers will drive by. This is so true. And you might want to give your door, this is also one of those hacks that you can give your door, a fresh coat of paint. And it is more alluring and inviting, especially if you have a white door, like I have all of the many um, handprints, oils, stains, over time, it can make it look, you know, just old and dusty and unkempt. However, if you put a fresh coat of paint, white paint on the door, then it is alluring, inviting, and it looks well, you know, well kept. And then also make sure that you clean off your, um, your fixtures, your locks and your handles, because a lot of times those have been touched a lot as well. And now with the precarious situation we find ourselves in with, um, you know, this virus, uh, if you have space, you might want to have a little table outside and, and let, and, um, maybe have hand sanitizer, a box of gloves, just in case people want, prefer to do those. And a couple of masks, you know, you can buy masks now in a box, a little surgical mask, and have those um, handy and available. And also that portrays that you're, you're, you care about the climate as it, as it be, whatever your personal feelings are, um, that, that you care for the next person. And just by having those, that might be helpful if, if you have a, a space for those. And if not, you can have them inside the home. You can have them on your bar. You can have them in on the kitchen table or on the counter in the kitchen. Again, just to say, you know, use at your discretion or take one if you need one or, you know, something nice like that. And, 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 um, it just shows that you're cognizant of the environment in which we're living in and that you're still thankful that they chose to, uh, make the time and come out and look at your home. Number four is, um, declutter. And, uh, so what we're going to do is resist the urge to roll your eyes at this one, right? It's imperative that your home looks livable. And on the other side of the break, (laughs) um, we will talk more about declutter, uh, decluttering your space because I have a whole lot to talk about. So keep the dial here on the Lisa Lear Show. We'll be right back.
My name is Jack, and you're listening to my mom on the Lisa Lewis Show. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. We are so thankful to have you join us each and every Thursday right here on Toginet Radio. Well, we have another good one for you today. The topic of the notable Apple podcast is titled Selling Your Home. And it is a pleasure for me to bring these platinum nuggets to you. And hopefully you'll be able to glean something out of the hour long podcast that you can use and implement and or pass along to a family friend or colleague. And uh, we just love what we do here. Let me share with you some of the ways that you can contact me. You can call my office directly at 210-240-8845. If you'd like to toss us a line instead, you can write to Lisa Lewis Company at gmail.com. And also we have two wonderful websites. Uh, LisaLewisCompany.com, where you can go over and look at all of the things that we have done in the past and things that we can uh, do for you now in the present. And also, if you love the skin that you're in, we have a fabulous website that we are connected with, MaryKay.com forward slash Lisa Lewis. Both sites are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year in order to serve you. So go over and uh, check those out. So before the break, we were on number four, which is declutter. And I told you once you came back, I'd have quite a bit to say about this. And uh, so let's let's delve in, shall we? Um, we were saying resist the urge to roll your eyes at this one, right? Because it is so imperative that your home looks livable. And that's not the way, like I said earlier, that you live in it but that it potentially can can be um, something that others see themselves living in. And so one of, one of the things that would turn someone away that could possibly could be a good fit for the, your home is if it's cluttered because now they can't see their stuff there. It's so cluttered they're thinking perhaps this home is not right, perhaps it's too small, wherein if you just decluttered, it opens up any space. Trust me, I am doing it. I'm in the process of continuously finding ways to declutter and live a more simple, meaningful life. So um, I'm talking to the choir as I'm, as I'm going through this with you all today. 
Um, so potential buyers may not be able to see past the clutter, right? And envision their stuff being in the space. So think of it this way. Don't move things you no longer want or need, right? Make decisions now and your house will sell faster and your move will be easier. It's no secret that getting started is the hardest part of decluttering. That is so true. Take one room or even part of one room at a time and dive in. Recycle or shred paper. Donate books, toys, clothing, and duplicate household items. If you're getting frustrated and you can't deal with one more stack of papers or shoebox of old photos, put them in a plastic tube, label the tube, and stack it somewhere out of the way preferably the garage or on an off-site place, you know, um, storage, perhaps. Um, a stack of tubes doesn't look like clutter. For completely out-of-the-way plastic tube uh, storage, then you can um, uh, also use, uh, like, storing racks overhead in your garage. I've done that before, too. Uh, those are very neat. And then that way... Um, depending on the height of your garage, you could still be able to perhaps park a vehicle uh, in there. Number five on the list is declutter some more. See, I told you I wouldn't be through with talking about clutter. Don't overlook items on display on your shelves, tables, and countertops, and inside buffets and other glass door or open shelf cabinets. You probably don't even notice What's there? But too much clutter on and in everything can distract a buyer. A good rule of thumb is reduced by 50%. In other words, if you have 10 things on a shelf, put away or get rid of five. If there are a dozen mugs on display in the kitchen, lose six of them. One more thing. If you have a lot of personal items on display, it can make it harder for potential buyers to imagine themselves living there. If you display items of a political or religious nature that could be off-putting to others, consider putting them in storage until you can proudly display them again in your new home. Because the idea is to get rid of this home, right? So you can get into your next home. And so, you know, even though you might love all of those things, like I have um, crosses on my wall. However, if I, you know, your, your objective is to sell your home. So don't, you know, don't become sensitive or defensive to these things. Uh, just, you know, take them down because, you know, you're going to need those in your next home anyway. Pack them away and um, put them in a storage bin or off-site facility or in the garage in bins. So, again, it looks like it's neatly kept, you know, because obviously if the garage is attacked, people are probably going to want to take a peek in the garage. So you probably don't want to say something like, oh, you don't want to look out there. It's full of stuff. You know, just if you have it in tubes, if you have it in um, storage tubs or um, if you have it in moving boxes, well, they know you're moving, but it all, but it's a put away. So it's not distracting, right? Because if someone knows you're moving, obviously you're going to have to be, you know, um, 
you're going to have to be um, packing things away. So that's less offensive than if you just say, oh, well, I got all my stuff out there and you can't look in it. Well, they probably they need to look in it because they they have to see or envision their cars or vehicles or what have you being in that space as well. It's just another part of a space that's in your home. So you want to be cognizant about these things and don't become overly sensitive. And just, again, it, it helps you, too, to pack away as much stuff as you don't need to have in order to live. So I know when we moved uh, from Florida to Texas, that's what, you know, that's what we did. We, we had enough uh, clothes for two weeks. So we had 14 sets of clothing and we just rotate it, right? You wash them and you repeat. Because again, your objective, my objective wasn't to, you know, have a month's worth of clothes out when we know that we were going to be leaving. And so uh, the objective was to sell our home so we could get on to Texas. So we had just two weeks of clothing out and everything else packed away, stored away or on the truck being ready to be transported. So um, just try to live with no more than two weeks to a month worth of things. And then you can pack everything else away. Trust me, it will help you with the, when it does actually come time for moving day and the truck shows up. I mean, you think it's going to show up one time and it shows up at another. You're not, you know, running and, you know, um, trying to get ready because when you're ready, you don't have to get ready. So just be prepared. It Trust me, it helps you as well as help your home sell quicker by just packing as much things as you can away because, again, you're getting ready to move. You're not staying there. So number six on the list is think neutrals. We talked about this earlier. If you decide to do some interior painting, stick to neutral colors. You've heard it before, but it's the truth. Neutrals don't distract and they allow potential buyers to imagine their things in your home. That's so true. And for help on painting, then you can always check out ideas, Google them, or go to your lumber yard, go to Sherwin Williams. That's where I love Sherwin Williams and all the different paints and everything they have. And, you know, they just have, to me, it's a luxury brand and their paint lasts for years, years, and years. So when you um, invest, you know, with their line, in my opinion, because it's worked for me, it's a great line. And again, it doesn't peel, it stays for years. And it's very easy to go back to them and have them years later, either blend the color in case you want to use it again. And of course, we all either throw the paint away or we forget what color we have on the wall. But usually you can just take a picture. I take a picture and I can take it into Sherwin-Williams and they match it. And so, or just get a little piece of the paint off, you know, maybe out of the garage. (laughs) Take a piece of the paint if the garage is the same color in which you're looking at as the rest of your home. Which I just, just to keep it simple for me, and I like neutral colors, colors anyway, I just tend to paint the garage the same color as the inside of my space. Just helps me. Everything is, you know, calm, one color. Uh, and that's the, it just works best for me, but to each its own. Number seven on the list is we must clean, right? This may be the most important step you take 
toward getting your home ready to sell. For a home to live up to the move-in condition description, it has to be up the good work. Checking to make sure you don't overlook little used closets and other nooks and crannies that aren't part of your weekly routine. This needs to be a deep cleaning. For the rest of us, it's time to get serious. Start at the top, the attic or second story rooms, and work your way down. Clean ceiling light fixtures first. Scrub walls and woodwork and finish with floors. As you work your way from top to bottom, don't leave one area until it is completely clean and then move on. Don't drag dirt from one area back into the place you just cleaned. Finally, don't underestimate the power of clean windows. Buyers won't walk in and think, wow, clean windows. But uh, freshly cleaned windows look great from the outside and with the lights on, they sparkle on the inside. And with this method, window cleaning is not all that bad. That is so true. Um, Especially when you're positioning your home to go on the market, I'm sure your professional real estate agent is going to have professional pictures taken after everything is tidy. So windows play an important part of how the pictures come out, especially if you're going to do an evening setting where, you know, they're going to use lights and everything like that. You want the, or, you know, the pictures to sparkle and and in the daytime as well. The daytime, you can see if the windows are dirty as opposed to evening when they might have lights and things like that on. But yes, um, to me, windows are the eyes of your home. And so you want to make sure that they are crystal clear (laughs) so people won't get the wrong impression before they even step into your home. So let's make sure and do not forget to have have those windows clean. And if you can't get to the windows because you have a two or three three story or more, then make sure that you put that on your to-do list to hire a window cleaning company. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. According to state troopers, here's what not to do when you get pulled over. Don't be a lachrymist and start crying right away. It doesn't help. But if you're under 20, crying won't be held against you. Don't ask for a break. and Don't yell or start any argy-bargy. And one trooper said, if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket, it would probably insult my intelligence. But unfortunately, I don't get hit on all that often. So flirting or being a gill flirt won't work. Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are 1 in 3. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? 
Be courteous to the officer, and most of all, be honest. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, And yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. We're so thankful to have you join us each and every Thursday right here on Toginet Radio. Well, we have another good one for you today. The topic of this downloadable Apple podcast is titled Selling Your Home. And before the break, we were on number seven, and we were talking about cleaning and that that is the most important step toward getting your home ready to be sold. You want it to look and uh, smell like a move-in condition, um, and that means cleaning, cleaning, and cleaning. And um, also, we I mentioned about making sure that maybe you have as much things as you can packed away that you don't need on a day-to-day basis. I know in, in my case, when we moved um, from Florida to Texas uh, over 16 years ago, we um, just kept out two weeks of clothing and, and, you know, of course, our toothbrush and, you know, daily maintenance things and cleaning materials, but everything else was packed away so that it would give the best, um, you know, impression because first impressions, you can never, you know, redo those. So just when you think it's clean, clean a little bit more. <laughs> uh, the crevices and things that we don't think about, again, um, are usually ceiling fans, light fixtures, baseboards, window seals, things of that nature. We think, um, you know, in that pesty drawer that's in the kitchen that uh, everyone dumps all of their things that you don't know what to do with, but you think you're going to need it, right? <laughs> and it just grows and grows over the years. And then when you try to open it, things fall out like receipts and cords and all those kind of things. Yeah, you want to, you know, get those in order to and pack those things away. And now it would be a great time to um, go ahead and have out, uh, you know, a trash can, recycle, compost, and a donation Um you know, place. So that's four different things that I know that I have out. Okay. And you figure out once you, um, you know, pick up something, what category does this go in? Do I donate it? Do I toss it? Do I recycle? Is it, you know, compost material? So that helps also eliminate 
a lot of things that we'll no longer use because you never know when buyers, potential buyers come into your home, what they're going to do. Sometimes they do the oddest things like open a drawer and if things start popping out now, they feel awkward because now they got to like, oh my goodness, I've invaded. Not only have I looked in something that maybe I shouldn't have looked in, but all this stuff has popped out. Now I got to pick it up and put it back and it just can, you know, be awkward. So the best thing to do is go through everything and make sure everything's tidy. Cause again, you never know when they're going to open a drawer or you never know. I've been in some homes where people are like, Oh no, don't go in the master. <laughs> don't go in the master um, closet. Well, that's one of the things that helps us women decide if that's enough space or if it's doable or if you know what, this isn't going to work because there's just not enough, you know, space to put all my clothing in. Um, my shoes and, you know, my Birkins or whatever you have. So, um, you know, it's just a good idea to just have everything clean. And then with closet space, the less things you have in there, the more, the bigger it looks because there's not a lot, a lot of things in there. So even if you, the smaller the space, the less things you should have in there. Okay. That's a hack for you. That's a tip. <laughs> if you have a large area then, and it's decluttered, then it makes it appear bigger. If you have a smaller area, you need to declutter even more to make the space open and as alive as it can. And you probably want to cut on the light inside a smaller space and have little to nothing in there. Again, it, it makes it appear bigger and more airy and doable for a potential um, buyer. Okay, next on the list is... Uh, number eight, rearrange your furniture. Your furniture is arranged the way it best suits you and your family. When you're staging your home to sell, you'll need to use your furniture as marketing tools to help create inviting vignettes. Avoid having furniture lined up along the walls. Pull the sofa away from the wall and pull chairs close to create a conversation area. Also, you may need to remove some furniture so it's easy for people to walk around in the rooms. If you've toured model homes and had the feeling you could move right in there and live, that's what you're going for. Be sure to use best lifting practices as well. That's right. You want to be so careful. You know, hope, you know, if you don't have professional movers, then you'll want to be extra cautious about you don't want to pull your back or a str- you know, strain something. So you'll want to Google and look up or ask someone, well, what did you do when you had to move, you know, your heavy sofa or your heavy, um, you know, your heavy furniture in your home and get tips from them. Next up on the list, number nine is buy fresh flowers and plants. We talked about that earlier about plants, right? If the weather allows plant flowers and pots, window boxes are right in the ground to add color and pop um, to the, your curb appeal. Play, pay close attention to the plants, keeping them watered and trimmed. Inside the house, fresh flowers and vases add color, life, and the feeling that you, as the homeowner, are putting your best foot forward. It may not matter to some buyers. However, others will appreciate this detail and take it as a sign that your home has been well cared for. 
if you grow vegetables indoors or want to, then you have to seedlings to sprouts from your local lumber yard or your nursery, of course, because we talked about that earlier too. I, I, it's on my to-do list, hopefully this weekend to visit a nursery so I could get a couple of live plants for um, my space. Number 10 is you want to create a welcoming entryway. If your apartment doesn't have a proper entryway, create your own. Use a padded bench and hang some hooks for coats or build a simple entryway storage and organizer to keep clutter at bay. That is so true. And you can take also an older, this is a hack, an older um, shelf and maybe um, pull out the shelving. And then um, you have the framework on the shelf against a wall. And then you still can put hooks on the, on the, um, on the shelf or on the wall. And then when people come in, they still can hook their um, umbrella or their jacket to that. You can also, you know, if the if your children play baseball or basketball, it would be a, a place as soon as they come in, they can put down their, they can put their bat in there or their basketball or their um, baseball and mitten and also their cleats at the bottom. So that is uh, an easy way to have kind of like a mud room, if you will. If it's raining, you can have your raining boots uh, at the bottom uh, by removing the shelving and then putting again against the, making sure that it's, uh, the backing, it doesn't fall. You'll want to attach it. And then again, if you remove certain shelving out of it, then you'll have the space for like a, a baseball bat or something like that. And so that is something easy that you can do. And, uh, hopefully it won't cost you a lot if you already have an older bookshelf that, you know, you maybe was going to get rid of. So now that's a little idea that you can, um, implement if you so choose. Number 11 on the list is choose low maintenance materials. If you're doing some last minute upgrades to sell your home, such as replacing floors or countertops, choose low maintenance materials. Many potential buyers don't want to spend a lot of time with cleaning and maintenance. Also, make sure your yard is low maintenance so buyers aren't intimidated by potential upkeep. Number 12 on the list is remove your personal items. If you have a lot of family photos on the wall or several pieces of your children's artwork on the refrigerator door, you should take them down and store them out of sight. This will help buyers see the home as a clean slate they could make their own. It might be sad to take those personal items down, However, it will help you sell your home in the meantime. And remember, you're going to your next space and you can put up all of your children's beautiful artwork again on the new place. Number 13 is upgrade your lighting. If your lamps and other light fixtures are outdated, consider replacing them with modern ones. Buyers don't want to feel like they're taking a step back in time without dated fixtures. This is an easy fix that will help you sell your home. So hopefully, you know, we couldn't get through all of these today. I have quite a few. So hopefully these tidbits that we've went over today um, are enlightening and it will also help you in order to um, 
um, be able to sell your home. So remember, there's a plethora of things you need to do before you just go and put your home on the market and let a real estate agent put it in the MLS. You need to position it the best in the best possible light that your home can be in because some situations you can't avoid, like the zip code you live in, you can't up, uproot your home, right? Or the neighborhood. So if you're in more challenging zip codes and or neighborhoods, then these things are much more um, you know, imperative in order for you to get the best dollar for your home and for your home to not just sit on the market, right? So you want to do other things such as remove wallpaper. If it's outdated, you'll want to fix cracks. You'll want to make sure that your roof has any repairs that are needed, that you address the roof repairs before trying to sell your home. And if your roof needs serious work, be ready to negotiate a lower price with buyers and just or just fix it. Also, it'll be helpful to update your hardware. You'll want to clean your fabrics. Um, if you have cushions, duvets, things like that, um, you'll want to ensure that your furnishings look tidy and well kept. And um, in order to make your home look more cozy, you can add decorative pillows to it. So hopefully this has been helpful. It's been so much fun coming to you guys. And I love getting all your feedback. So keep it coming. And uh, it's just been a, such a joy to come to you all today. So God bless you until the next time. And remember, if you bring us your business, we'll bring it to radio. Remember, if it's Thursday, it's time to join Lisa Lewis from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as we continue to explore key strategies that will provide a mind shift as well as a movement to become a game changer on this planet. Also, we provide the show archives on iTunes for all of our movements.